the shores of beautiful Nassau, Bahamas. Welcome to Walking in Victory with Bishop Neil C. Ellis. The powerful and prophetic ministry of Bishop Neil C. Ellis is impacting the lives of believers all around the world. His bold and forthright presentation of spiritual truths and biblical principles is sure to change your life forever. Get ready to experience a fresh approach to ministry as this anointed author and pastor teaches us how to walk in victory. Walking in victory. Blind Bartimaeus out of there. It was on a street corner. Jesus out of there. It was on a cross. In other words, there is that place in your life that finds you where God has placed you. begin today's message with a prophetic utterance that I trust you will embrace as I am to release this message to 2021 people scattered in 22 different countries around the world and here's this word you are on the verge of one of the greatest victories you've ever known That's for 2,021 people scattered across 22 countries around the world. You better hurry up, get yourself in that group. God, my beloved brothers and sisters, has a commanded blessing on your life. It's on you now. When God commands a blessing on your life, no person or thing has the power to lift God's commanded blessing off of your life. The commanded blessing is a promise of God that carries with it the irrevocable, supernatural power of God for its fulfillment. It's a decree. An authoritative order. That bears with it. God's eternal purpose. What will the commanded blessing. Cause you to do. 
go further than you've ever dreamed you would or accomplish more than you ever thought possible go faster than you've ever imagined or become all that God created you to be my brothers and sisters it doesn't have to take a lifetime to accomplish your dreams or decades to pay off your debt or years to work your way up the ladder in your career because the same God who spoke the world into existence has also put the commanded blessing on your life. And that commanded blessing causes things to happen in your life that you would not ordinarily be able to do on your own. You may have seen God's blessings on your life in the past, but I don't believe you've touched the surface yet of what it is God has in store for your life. God does not always command a blessing on a person. Sometimes God commands a blessing on a place. And when he does that, that blessing fall on everyone in that place. Did you see that? All right, let me read verse 3 for you one more time. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord commanded a blessing even forevermore. There are times that God will not just go and, and command a blessing on you or on you or on you or on you or on you. Sometimes God commands a blessing to fall on a place. And when he does, everybody at that place is blessed. God is taking you to a place of the impossible. But have no fear. You were created and equipped to handle it. My God. And when God approved your birth, he did so with this place in mind. You are ready for this and you are equipped to handle whatever you deal with for this. God's desire for you is that you go far beyond what you can ever think or ask for. Consequently, God has made every provision for you to prosper, to be in good health as your soul prospers. And in other words, he's made everything 
provision for you, here it is, to get there. So immediately in this message, I raise the question, where is there? First of all, let me tell you what it is not. There is not a place of our own choosing. You cannot choose you're there. It is a place that God has chosen for us. The Bible is filled with accounts of places that God chose for specific people at strategic time with specific purposes. Example, for Noah, there was in an ark. For Jeremiah, there was at the porter's house. For Naaman, it was the muddy river Jordan. For Moses, it was the cleft in the rock. For Daniel, there was a prayer room that led to a lion's den. The three Hebrew boys had a there, it was the fiery furnace. For Ruth, there was a field owned by Boaz. David's there was the throne of Israel. Paul's there was a prison cell. For the woman of Samaria, her there was a well. Blind Bartimaeus had her there. It was on a street corner. Jesus had her there. It was on a cross. In other words, there is that place in your life that finds you where God has placed you. So here's my question. Are you there yet? There is where you will meet God and when you do, you will experience his power, his blessings, and his favor. When you get there, you'll know it. How will I know it, Bishop? Uh, you will know it because there are some things you will find out about there when you get there. One, it's a place of obedience. It's a place of preparation. It's a place of humility, revelation, and revival. If in your life any combination of these things are missing, you are not there yet. Have you reached a place in your life where you can honestly say, I am where God wants me to be? When you get there, you'll know it. If you're not there, you'll know it. You never live a lie about being there or not. If you're there, you know it. If you're not there, you know it. And let me just put this parenthetically out there. You cannot flam your way to there. 
You can't scheme your way to there. You can't shout your way to there. You can't serve your way to there. There is an assigned place where God has sent you where he will meet you. You cannot choose it. You cannot earn it. And in most cases, you don't even deserve to be there. Now, let's go to 1 Kings chapter 17. And that's going to help us to put all of this together here. Beginning at verse number 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here, and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it shall be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Now, listen to this very carefully. First thing I want you to note here is as soon as Elijah stood before the king and issued God's challenge, God immediately told him to go and hide himself by the brook. Let's go back there, Pastor Roma, verses 1 and 2. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word. Elijah made it clear to King Ahab, because of the wickedness and idolatry perpetrated and led by his wife Jezebel, Elijah told the king, I am shutting up the heavens. And until I speak again, there'll be no rain in this country. And God backed him up. As soon as he made that pronouncement, look at what happened in the next verse. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here. Get away from here. Because it's about to be a famine. If you shut up the heavens and there'll be no rain, it's about to be a famine. Now listen, get away from here. And what should you do? And turn eastward. And then do what? Hide. Hide. Don't run past that. Hide by the brook Cherith. You see? Now, now, why hide, Lord? Why hide? Because, Elijah, what I am about to do for you is not for everybody. You're about to get a blessing out of place. But I'm going to do it for you in private. Because I got to protect you from your word. 
Lord have mercy. Since you, since you are pronouncing a drought here, <laughs> I gotta get you from here. And I gotta send you. Go ahead, read that verse, Roman. I will send you by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Next verse. And it shall be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. There! I got, all right, go back, up to, go back up to verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from Get here. Get away from where? Here. Here! I want you to go by the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Because over here, it's going to be a drought. Over there, you can have water, you can have bread, you can have meat, but that's for you. I have commanded a blessing to come to you in the midst of a national drought. Yeah. Lord, have mercy. Let's go to verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. For three days. He's had no water. He gets to the city where God sends him. He sees a widow woman indeed putting sticks together. She ain't got no cup. She ain't got no bucket. She ain't got no water. She just got sticks. And Elijah said, can you please get me a cup of water? She has sticks, Elijah. But I don't need sticks. I need water. Now here was Elijah's point. If God can use a raven to sustain me out of brook, he could use a woman who only had sticks to give me water. Okay, y'all can catch that on the way out. All right, let's go to verse 11. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. He says, now listen, on your way to the water, bring me something to eat too, please. Verse 12. So she said, as the Lord your God lives. You can't be for real. Keep reading. I do not have bread. And look like I got any bread. Go ahead. Only a handful of flour in a bin. Read on. And a little oil in a jar. Uh-huh. And see, uh -huh. I am gathering a couple sticks. Why? That I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it. And die. Look here, Mr. Pastor Preacher. You really got a nerve. You see me got any water? Now I was just going to see if I could find you some water, but you press it. I was going to get you some water from somewhere, but while I'm going to get water, you now want me to bring you food too. Can't you see? 
and all I'm doing is gathering some sticks and, I, and I'm going to prepare. All I got is a little flour left in a bin and a little oil in a jar, just enough to make one cake. I'm here gathering some sticks so I could go, go and, and light a fire and prepare this bread for me and my son so we could eat it and die on a full stomach. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. I ain't got no water and I ain't got no food to give to nobody. I just got a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil enough for one cake for me and my son to share to have something to eat before we die. Elijah said, uh, yeah, 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 don't fail. I know. Now go do as you have said. Make the small cake. And bring it to me first. Now see? I, I hear exactly what you said. All you have is a little bit of flour in a bin. A little bit of oil in a jar. That's enough to make one cake for you and your son to get something to eat before you all die. I hear you, sweetie. Don't worry about nothing. Get your sticks. Light your fire. Make your cake. Then bring it to me. Let me eat first. Verse 14. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. Here's what the Lord saying. If you let me eat first. Read on. The bin of flour shall not be used up, uh -huh. nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. He, here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, lady, the blessing God put on Mount Tabor some years ago, where everybody who was present going to be blessed even if there's a hard time in the country, he said, that's what the Lord sent me to put on you. you if you let me eat first, your, your bin will never go dry with flour. Your, your jar will never go dry with oil until this farming is over. Look at this now. Look at this now. God disrupted Elijah from his veil. To go to his new there because there was a widow there who needed life there. And Elijah's responsibility was to give up his safe life to give a widow and her son real life. Y'all just missed that. There's somebody I'm preaching to. God is about to disrupt your movement so that somebody else will have life. But in the midst of that, he will provide for you as well. Let's go to verse 15. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Read that again, please. So she went away. And did according to the word of Elijah. One more time. Read. Please. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Read on. And she. She. And he. Elijah. And her household. Her son. Ate for, for many, many days. days. All she had was one cake. 
They can eat this and die. Now many days from that one. Okay, verse 16 is where we close. Then the bin of flour was not used up. Read that again, please. Then the bin of flour was not used up. Okay, let's go back to verse 14, Roman. Let's read verse 14, please. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, uh-huh. the bin of flour shall not be used up. Stop right there. Come on, give me verse 16. Then the bin of flour was not used up. Go back to verse 14, Roman, continue. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry. Go back to verse 16, Dario, continue. Then the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry. Go ahead. According, According to what? To the, word the word of, of the, the Lord. Lord. What? Which Spoken by Elijah. After being at the brook for a time, the Bible tells us that the water at the place dried up. Elijah is then told to go to Zarephath where God assured him that he has arranged for his needs to be met there as well. And even when everyone and everything around you is drying up like Elijah's brook, the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, the giver and sustainer of life, the great I am, the bread of life, and the fountain of living water. He is able to keep you, and he will. Prayer. This word has been embraced over the years. But how many of you understand what it truly means? Better yet, how many of you understand how to pray? The answer has been provided through what we know as the Lord's Prayer. Bishop Neil Ellis has broken down this model for prayer in his new book series, The Pattern of Prayer. There is no problem, no issue, no attack more powerful than the prayers of a Christian believer. A praying believer is a powerful believer. A powerful believer is a productive believer. God wants you to communicate with him and has given us a blueprint on how to do that in the most powerful way. These books are the perfect way to level up in your prayer life. Book one, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Book two, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Book three, give us and forgive us. And now, book four, lead us and deliver us. They are now available in paperback, hardback, and on Kindle at www.neilellisministries.com, on amazon.com, at 100% Bookstore, and at Logos Bookstore. Stay connected with Neil Ellis Ministries via social media networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Here you'll find daily inspiration, motivational quotes, photos, and videos. Don't want to miss another live event? Follow us on Livestream. You can do this by either downloading the app or by visiting www.livestream.com. You will have access to Bishop Ellis' weekly television broadcast, live events, and so much more. Follow us today and stay connected.
Bishop Neil C. Ellis and the Mount Tabor Church family in Nassau, Bahamas. Wish to thank you for viewing the Walking in Victory broadcast and invite you to tune in next week to experience this powerful prophetic ministry. Should you wish to correspond with Bishop Ellis, please write him at P.O. Box N9705, Nassau, Bahamas, or email him at info at neilellisministries.com. Walking in victory